I have a message that I believe the Lord has uh, delivered to my heart this morning uh, that is entitled, Your Life, Your Choice, or I can say it with the inflection, it's your life, your choice. You know, it sounds a little different, right, than when I say it sort of like that. The year 2020 is uh, destined to be the year of plenty. We talked about that just a little bit last week. Plenty of blessings for those who walk with God and live His holy lifestyle, and unfortunately, plenty of trouble for those who don't. Now, that's actually a quote from my pastor, Dr. Mark T. Barclay. He made that statement, and I shared the storyline with you all last week about where the whole plenty in 2020 came from, so I don't need to redo that, but I wanted to bring that to you this morning from Pastor Barclay. Plenty of blessing for those who walk with God and live His holy lifestyle, and unfortunately, plenty of trouble for those who don't. We hear the word plenty in 2020, and we just automatically have a good spin on that. But there's another side to the coin. There always is with God. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to walk in plenty of good. Can I get a witness from somebody? I don't want to walk in plenty of trouble. Uh, But, you know, it's my life, my choice. It's your life, it's your choice. And in all of my years of studying God's Word and preaching God's Word, I have not yet found uh, where there's anything other than one thing that is unconditional with God, and that is God's love. God's love is completely and utterly uh, unconditional, and I don't know about you, but I'm certainly grateful for that. It's the only thing that I've been able to find in all the years that I've studied, where there is an unconditional aspect of God, and that is his love is unconditional. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39 says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, excuse me, not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing, everybody say nothing. Nothing Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we just, Brother Jonathan, just kind of sang all about the love of God this morning. Isn't that crazy? Now, and I'm so glad that God loves me no matter what. Because I don't know about you, and probably unlike you, I can be pretty doggone unlovable sometimes. Amen? Wait a minute, you weren't supposed to say amen to that statement. You were supposed to say, me too. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he loves me just the same when I'm doing everything right, which is seldom. Even in the times when I'm absolutely doing everything wrong, he still loves me just the same. Nothing can ever change that. Isn't, that. isn't that good news? But the devil comes along and he plants these thoughts, ideas, and suggestions in our brain. The idea that we're so bad that God can't love us. He puts that on us. That we've done so much wrong that there's no way that he can forgive us of the things that we've done. Can I get a witness from anybody in the house? And the lie of the enemy, and that's what those things are. That's a lie from the enemy, and the lie of the enemy says you aren't good enough. 
says that you, you know, look at all the bad you've done, look at all the people you've hurt, look at the mess that you've uh, left behind you. There's so much for you to be ashamed of. There's so much for you to hide from. You can never be forgiven for that. You're never going to make a good Christian anyway, so why even try? That's how the enemy comes along, to remind you and me of our shortcomings. But there's an opposite to the lie, and that is the truth. And the truth is, is that God does love you, and he does love me. Uh, it, the truth is that you are good enough for his love, amen? That none of the bad decisions that you've ever made in life, I said that you've ever made in life, let me say it again, that you've ever made in life uh, disqualify you, not one. I don't care what that decision or how low you have gone, <clears throat> thank you, brother, what that has been. Nothing disqualifies you from the love of God. There's um, no reason for you to be ashamed any longer. You can let all of that go. You can be forgiven for every one of your sins, for every wrong, every stupid thing you've ever done. You can be forgiven for it. And, uh, and, and praise God, you can make a good Christian even in all of your imperfections, right? Because we're still in an earth suit, which the Bible calls corruptible. And like I always quote my wife where she says, well, you know, we're all just here in various stages of disrepair. You know, none of us are fixed. We're not in a perfect church. Uh, <laughs> there is no perfect church. That's why you and I are here. We are just uh, various stages of disrepair, walking, marching in cadence to God's love to become more like Christ in our lives. Amen. And so praise God, as it says number one on your handout, God's love is unconditional. And I praise God for that. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we, you know how hard it is to preach when this little grandchild down here is just smiling like, smile, and I have to take a grandbaby break, excuse me. Hey baby, how's my girl this morning? Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm smitten. She smiled at me and it was all it took to just... <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the anointing. God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's a pretty amazing thing. Now, about the conditional thing, there's an opposite side to that coin. While... God's love is completely and utterly and absolutely unconditional. His blessings are not. His promises are not. In fact, his blessings and his promises are very much conditional blessings and promises. Although his love is unconditional, even salvation is conditional. Did you know that? Even the fact of you getting saved is conditional. On what? Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If, everybody say if. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe, your heart, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That, that whole verse started out with a two-letter word, though. I can't give you a more conditional word than the conjunction if. 
the most conditional conjunction probably in the human language. And right there shows us that even salvation is conditional on what? Conditional on you believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. Because it started out with an if. If. I love preaching on the word if. I've preached on it many, many times. Maybe the most powerful word in any language. And by definition, if is a conjunction that means this. In the event that, on the assumption that, on the condition that. You know, what is it saying? If is a powerful word that denotes that everything before the if is conditional on what comes after the if. You can't have the things before the if if you don't do the things after the if. How many know that's a whole lot of ifs going on up here? All right? Now, Rex Ruiz, he's a minister and author, he stated this. The word if is interesting. It is one of the most important words in the Bible because it speaks, get this now, it speaks directly to our relationship to God. And it speaks directly to our responsibility to God. Most promises in the Bible have conditions, and if the word if speaks, excuse me, and the word if speaks to those conditions. Our response to God's commands affect our relationship with Him and determine our receiving from Him. Maybe I better say that again. Our responses to God's commands affect our relationship with him and determine even our receiving from him. We, there, there's a, there's a, uh, an idea in Christendom that all you got to do is get saved and just, just go on and do whatever you want to do in life, live however you want to live in life, go wherever you want to go, smoke whatever you want to smoke, drink whatever you want to drink, lay with whoever you want to lay with, etc., 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 and everything will be all right simply because of the grace of God. And I thank God for the amazing grace of God. Amen? But God requires of us as his children a standard of living, a holy lifestyle. You're like... <laughs> Really, this is what you want to preach first of the year? Yes, absolutely, because plenty of good for those who obey the Lord and live his holy lifestyle and plenty of trouble for those who don't. You need to let that sink in. I believe it's an absolute truth. See, the if is always on our side. It's never on God's side. It's, the if is... Our responsibility, not God's responsibility. God has, he, he said, I, I am God and I change not. Uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's established a paradigm, an axiom of life for all of us as based upon the holy word of God. And then it becomes our responsibility to react and to act and to proact upon that. Or, you know, it's your life, your choice. Where's my crickets, Mike? <laughs> Number two on our paper. Our responses to God's commands affect our relationship with him and determine even our receiving from him. Christianity today doesn't like that. Christianity today doesn't like the line in the sand. Christianity today wants... Well, there's been many churches that have actually stated that they are, you know how you have Bud Light 
you know, Bud, L-I-T-E, Bud Light. It's not as strong as the other or whatever. There's, yeah, Christianity Light. Some people have actually confessed that that's who they are. They're Christianity Light. Can I help you with something? There's no God Light. And let me help you with something else. And I know we don't like the all or nothing concept, but God is an all or nothing God. He's not willing to share you and I with anyone else. In fact, throughout the Word of God, when, when we began to share our relationship with our own lifestyle and not God's lifestyle, he calls that adultery and fornication. That's what he calls it. So I know that this message is a real recipe for growth. Yeah, we can, we'll grow a church real fast preaching this kind of stuff. <laughs> but I can tell you right now, what I'm sharing with you is the truth. This is not just a Lopez opinion. I'm sharing with you the truth of God. Now, my opening statement taken from Pastor Barclay's I Predict 2020. Do I have that here? Let's see. Where is it at? Well, I had it in here. I must have taken it out and left it in my office because I know we wanted to make a copy of that today. But that's all right. Anyway. Uh, every year, Pastor Barkley puts out an I Predict, and I Predict 2020, he made this statement in his first prediction, the year of 2020 is designed to be a year of plenty, plenty of blessing for those who obey the Lord and walk in his holy lifestyle. Come on, he set the standard for that. And plenty of trouble for those who don't. Plenty of blessing for those who walk with God. And live his holy lifestyle. Let this sink into your heart. That's why I'm saying it so many times. In other words, there's plenty of blessings if I walk with God. If I live his holy lifestyle. Remember the if. It's conditional. It's a condition. There's plenty of trouble if I don't. And it doesn't take a college degree and a superhuman intelligence to know which is better, blessing or trouble. I don't know. Duh. You know, blessing or trouble. Let me think. What do I want this morning? It's your life. It's your choice. The condition is that blessing and or trouble is based on the decisions that I make to walk with God or to not walk with God, to live a holy lifestyle or to not live a holy lifestyle, to obey his word or to not obey his word. Well, I obey 90% of it. Well, I can tell you all right, I'm, I can tell you right now that I am not all right with only having Diane give me 90% of her commitment as a wife. Take the other, you know. Well, I, I spend most of my time with Rick, but I got other boyfriends. Sweetheart, I know that you have no other boyfriends. <laughs> I'm, I'm more man than any woman can handle. So, <laughs> No, God wants me 100. He wants you 100. Not 90, not 75, not even 99.9999. He is an all or nothing kind of God. So I want to kind of go over some scriptures today. We're going to look at some passages in the Old Covenant, specifically Deuteronomy. And I'm going to read... 
those passages of Scripture from a couple of different translations. And so they, they will be up on the screen for us today. And remember that it's your life, it's your choice. It's my life, it's my choice. I have a choice in this matter, and the choice is either, it's, it really comes down when, when the rubber meets the road to blessings or trouble. Or as the Bible might call it, blessings or cursings. Or as the Bible might continue to call it, life or death. It's your life, your choice. My plan in 2020 is to, to be a pastor that's going to help us all and, and lead by example and lead us into plenty of blessing and, not, and to help steer us away from plenty of trouble. Can I get a witness from somebody this morning? Amen. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 through 28. Look, today I'm giving you the choice between blessing and a curse. You'll be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, but you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God. So right there I've, I've established the the grounds that this is not a Lopez opinion. This is a Jehovah God opinion. All right? Well, that's only relative to back then. God sees it differently today. You know, no, sin is still sin to God. A holy lifestyle is still a holy lifestyle to God. An ungodly lifestyle is still an ungodly lifestyle to God. Well, God ought to just alter how he feels for me. No, you and I should alter how we think for him. Amen? Now hear me this morning, brothers and sisters. The choice is ours. God does not make this choice for us. That's why there's the doctrine and philosophy of free will agent. It is up to us to decide. It's your life. It's your choice. The outcome of blessings and or trouble is your choice. The one thing that I will give 99.9% of the credit to is that it's our fault when we are in trouble and not the devil's. We love to put all the credit on what the enemy did because then I carry no responsibility in this thing. When more times than not, it was because of a stupid choice on our part. Amen? Thank you, brother. I got a good amen or amen section right back there. Appreciate that. I'll pay you later. <laughs> Is that an amen from somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Beth, would you smack him, please? All right. <laughs> the outcome of blessings and or trouble is in my choice. It's in your choice. And I, for one, choose blessing. I, I'm going to choose life. Is anybody with me this morning? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 2 in the New American Standard Bible says, Oh, and I love this one of my favorite passages of Scripture in the Bible. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Oh, heavens to Murgatroyd, there's that two-letter word again. If. But did you see that? That's number three on your paper. If you and I will obey the Lord, his blessings will chase us down. 
Chase me down. I don't, if I obey the Lord and I walk in his holy lifestyle, I don't have to chase blessings. They chase me. Come on, that's, that's just slightly exciting for me this morning. And I'm just going to slow down and let them catch me. Amen. Praise God. Come on, somebody. Go ahead and try to convince me that that doesn't sound good, that God's blessings will chase me, but the choice is mine. The choice is yours. It's your life. It's your choice. Let's go to Deuteronomy again, this time in the message version of the Bible, and read 14 verses from the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, and that'll be up on the screen as well, and hopefully I typed it all correctly. I have to always go back and do my spell check, and I have misspelled some words that I am so grateful that I found before they came up there. Jeez. If you listen, oh, how'd that start again? Wow, don't you love that word? If you listen obediently to the voice of God, your God, and heartily obey all, all, all his commandments that I command you today, God, your God, will place you on high, high above all the nations of the world. All the blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you because you have responded to the voice of God, your God. God's blessings inside the city, God's blessing in the country, God's blessing on your children, the crops of your land, the young of your livestock, <coughs> excuse me, the calves of your herds, the lamb of your flocks, God's blessing in your, on your basket and on your bread bowl, God's blessing in your coming in, God's blessing in your going out. Can I get a witness? God will defeat your enemies who attack you. They'll come at you on one road and run away on seven roads. God will order a blessing on your barns and your workplaces. He'll bless you in the land that God, your God, has given you. God will form you as a people holy to him just as he promised you if you keep the commandments of God, your God, and live the way he has shown you. See, that's not a Lopez opinion. That's a God opinion. All the peoples of, on earth will see you living under the name of God and hold you in respectful awe. Do you know why Christians today are not held in respectful awe? Because they do not walk with God and live God's holy lifestyle. Thank you, that got a lot of mileage, I can tell. I'll keep going then. Fine, whatever. Verse 11, God will lavish you, woo, yeah, God will lavish you with good things. Children from your womb, offspring from your animals, and crops from your land, the land that God prom promised your ancestors that he would give you. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule and bless the work you take in hand. Amen, somebody. You will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't have to take out a loan. Come on, somebody. God will make you the head, not the tail. You'll always be the top dog, never the bottom dog. As you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God, your God, that I'm commanding you today. Look at here. Don't swerve an inch to the right or an inch to the left from the words that I command you today by going off following and worshiping other gods. That whole thing started off with the conjunction, if. Go ahead and praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a great passage of Scripture. 
In closing this morning, I know I've turned into a shorter-winded preacher, messing up the children's ministry. And <laughs> the others are like, well, how long is it going to be? Now, there's the amen section over there. I heard it. Keep preaching. Keep preaching. No, I'm going to close. Of course, you know that, that the old saying is that every good minister has at least four different closings. Um, no, I'm really going to close. That's three. I've actually said that three times now. <laughs> uh, in closing, number four on your paper, 2020 is the year of plenty. Plenty of good for those who walk with God and obey his word. And plenty of trouble for those who don't. It's your life. It's your choice. And I say this, make a choice to walk with the Lord. Make a choice to obey his word. Choose life. Choose the Lord. Tony, could you come to the keyboard this morning? Just go back to that song, How He Loves. I want to read another passage from Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 15 through 20 from the New Living Translation. Once again, that will be on the screen behind me. And apparently the Lord wanted to get our attention because he starts this one off with, Now listen! <laughs> get your attention, right? Look here, look here. Today I'm giving you a choice between life and death. Duh. Between prosperity and disaster. Double duh. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commandments, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are about to enter and occupy. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you certainly will be destroyed. You will not live long, a long, good life in the land you're crossing the Jordan to occupy. Verse 19, today, everybody say today. I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and cursings. Now I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Whoa. Listen at that passage of Scripture in light of what I've brought to you in the message today. God not only says, I'm, I've given you a choice, life or death, prosperity or disaster, but he's actually calling heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life, he says, so that your descendants might live. What a great God we have, amen? He comes and he draws a line in the sand and then says, Psst, hint, choose life. Here's your choices. Choose this one. And I love how this particular translation puts it, because I'm going to go back just a little bit. Today, I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and cursing. And now, I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. And I can almost hear the pleading of a father, the good, good father. Oh, that you would choose life. 
Oh, that you would choose blessings. Where's that come from? I want to give you life. I want to, I want to give you a blessing. Oh, that you would choose prosperity. Oh, I want to give you prosperity. Oh, that you... it's your life. It's your choice. Verse 20. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself to firm, firmly to him. This is the key to your life. If you can receive it and believe it this morning, would you give the Lord a praise in the house of God?